What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Five Star Joshi Show here on the Fight Game Media Network. I am your host, as always, Scott Edwards. And with me today is my good friend, Peps. Peps, how are you doing today? Hey, first of all, I'm glad to be here once again to talk about a fun and kind of news work worth your week, especially in Stardom. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm fine. How are you today? I'm doing great. Um, it, Stardom has given me new life this past week. <laughs> Um, after the hope of, is back, no way. The feeling was, is restored, is what yes, we say in other companies yeah. here. Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I, I wrote this, I don't remember where I wrote this, might have been the um observer board actually. But I was like, everyone wants to talk about like the feeling being back and all this Nate, with AEW. No, the feeling is actually back with stardom. Um, and that is because of their brilliant Cork and Hall show this past, um, tuesday so we'll get into that um but we also have a lot to talk about throughout the scene uh because things are happening which is great because you know as the year comes to a close we kind of need to set up the next year um there is some interesting happenings going on of course there's also the final match of a beloved member of the joshi scene in the joshi scene i should say so there's a lot to uh dive into here um there's a lot of stardom like pep said so you know we'll have no problem getting through all that but uh let's get right into it i won't uh i won't keep everyone too too long we're gonna do a nice hour here today or so and we're gonna start off with the return of nagisa nozaki at monday magic for pro wrestling noah this was their fourth uh, monday magic their next one's the final one um this is just a completely off topic thing but i thought the monday magic things were a fun little idea for noah so it's really upsetting that they're already ending them um at least for the year maybe they bring them back sometime next year but of course nagisa nozaki i know one of your favorites peps uh yes. nozaki has been out forever 
Um, she got hurt last year, right? Uh, once the ace of pro wrestling wave before she shockingly announced her exit from the company, um, it was a year and four months, almost five since she last wrestled. She got injured in the catch the wave 2022 tournament. She was the rain. Uh, was she the reigning champion? Yeah, she was the yeah, reigning Regina the wave champion. I she think. was the, re- yes, yeah, she was closing I, into year. Right. Yep. Yeah, she uh, had the title for 329 days before ultimately having to relinquish the title. Of course, it would go to Suzuki from there, which is kind of funny to think about, um, seeing where we are now. And then Hikaru Shida would hold the title for a good amount of time. Uh, Nozaki announced her departure earlier, um, just a month ago or so, from Pro Wrestling Wave. And I think a lot of us, when she did that, we assumed she was going to be out for a while still. Um, Mm. And and then she popped up in Noah at Monday Magic, challenged Miyuki Takase to a match for Noah. And uh, we had it this past week. And I'll just start it by saying this. For someone out for a year and four months, I don't think she could have looked any better than she did in this match. I was very impressed. Uh, She looked like she hadn't missed a day, really. And I thought Takase did a great job in being her opposition because, you know, Takase's had a very up and down year in her own right. Uh, She she may not be injured, but, uh, you know, it's been a lot. It's been pretty inconsistent. So seeing these two go head to head and Nozaki look as, um, you know, as active and as clean as she did, right? There was very little rust. That's exciting for the future. I'm excited to see where she pops up now, seeing that uh, she has moved on from Pro Wrestling Wave. I know she's booked for Seedling, and, of course, we'll get to what she's booked for in Pro Wrestling <laughs> Noah moving forward. Yeah, it's it's interesting, I think. As someone who has been watching Wave for, for a time now, I was kind of sad to see Nosaki leaving because you never know what's happening with those freelancers. We have mm. the examples of, of Miyuki Takase, who are at least getting matches, interesting matches. <laughs> and then, yeah. of course, we have like Maya Yukihi, who had like nothing in the past two years outside of the stardom stint, and maybe the DDT stint. I enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. So from the looks of it, it seems like Nozaki's going to be more in the middle. Um She's at least spoken something bigger here in Noah, which is cool to see. But yeah, for the match I would itself, argue the biggest thing uh, she's yeah. booked in. I don't... I, I've talked about this on the show, about the Noah... Um, the Noah push for, you know, Joshi wrestlers and some sort of women's division and trying to understand what their goal is with it. And I do think most of it is just kind of feeling the waters. And I think they're trying to get used their audience used to it, which is good because I do think that they are bringing in the right people. Um, But I think this, so this Monday magic show and now uh, the January 2nd show kind of gives the idea of why they want to do this. And it's because the decision has been made folks. The great Muda is going to live on. Teiji Muto is going to live on. No, no, not through Sonata. No, no, no. Not through Kaito Kiyomiya. No, 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 no. The great Muda is going to live on through his, in quotes, daughter, the great Sakuya. If you've watched any of the segments on Monday Magic, one, 
you're probably asking yourself, excuse me? Uh, this is the segment, by the way, that Julia Hart talked about in her uh, AEW uh, presser <laughs> once when um, I think Jim Valley asked about the mist and how he's making a baby with it or something. And uh, all right, well, either way, my point is there the daughter has been born. It is known as the Great Sakuya. The Great Sakuya made her debut on this Monday Magic show after the really solid match between Nazaki and Takase, which Nazaki won. I don't think that's too much of a shock there. Um, and Sakuya misted Haruka Umasaki, which brings us to the January 2nd show. Noah, the new year. It will be Nagisa Nozaki and the great Sakuya versus Luminous, Haruka Umasaki, and Miyuki Takase. So, um, there's a lot of questions regarding the great Sakuya. And the first that we can start off with, and I know Peps agrees with me here, we talked about it right before the show. Um, if you watch the video that they aired of, you know, the 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 daughter getting like sprayed and you know pretty much becoming the character it looks a whole lot like Rico Kawahata of Marvelous which if it is I get it because you know it's like okay she can do the moves that the mood uh Muda did and stuff like that but I'm also stunned because you need to understand if you're going from like this you know I I like Kawahata I think she's a great prospect and she should be doing more ultimately um but that's the scene these days but my point is if you're going from you know this wrestler who just joined marvelous earlier this year after kind of being this freelancer through t hearts and stuff like that to being the daughter in kayfabe of the great muda (laughs) that's a humongous deal like i don't even care like how you look at that's that's big deal and that's and like it, it's, it's got... even bigger than the deal of um, Venny being Tiger Queen. Exactly, because like, we can't see those matches master. anyways. Uh, <laughs> we don't get to see those matches anyways um, for those yeah, parts. But the, it is a bigger deal. Like Muda just retired. This is fresh. This is this is new. Muda just ah uh, 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 he sold out the Tokyo. No, it sold out, but had a big <laughs> Tokyo Dome. That like. This is gigantic, and Noah is going with it, and Noah is believing in this without even having a division, by the way. This is not a division. This is a, all right, we're going to, you know, toss a match here and there. And, and and this is just now happening. And I am left speechless. I'm intrigued, at the very least. Um, and Nagisa Nozaki and Luminous have just been pulled into it, which is even more entertaining for me, just because it's so random. But I mean, it's it's likely gonna be the most attended match of them of all time. Likely, I I don't know. Yeah, likely at least for 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 Umizaki and Takase. I don't know where like had Neo had maybe some uh, like Takase Umizaki um, maybe some big show early in her career. Yeah, but like they're gonna <laughs> get know like what does that day really two thousand people maybe in this venue maybe one point five and that's like a lot for these Joshi wrestlers. Yeah. Hey, Umasaki's used to it. She may have vented Queendom last year. Random. Oh, she got made invented, but uh, had the Wonder of Title match. Don't remember. Don't forget. That. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, most I... people do. To be fair, because it was really random. 
She has been she has barely been back since, but that's besides the point. It's crazy. Either way, it's crazy. Um, what do you think the prospects are for the great Sakuya? And overall, do you think this is the start of like really getting behind a women's division in Noah? Uh, because you know, they've talked about how they would want trainees if they really made a division. Uh, but I feel like this is just a, this is a bigger step than just bringing in freelancers at this stage. This is for me a bigger step than just introducing a title because mm-hmm. now they have at least a character. Yeah, you know they care about right because the chance that they're caring about a KG Muta or Great Muta character is way higher than than just a random belt. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we have seen it in New Japan with the IWGP Women's Belt mm-hmm. that having a title doesn't automatically mean they will book it well or something. But we know, okay, they at least going to try with this Muta character because the Muta character, even as a female, is still money, especially if they keep Muta into her vignettes or maybe even entrances or whatever. Yeah. So there's at least something there. What it's going to mean for, like, the women on the show, I don't think it's going to mean, okay, they will be on every show, especially since whoever is under the mask, if it's Kawahata or someone else, has its own dates as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I could just see it being randomly popping up once every one to two months for a big yeah. show. And then when Money Magic is back, they're going to be there weekly or something like that. Yeah. Likely will never lose. So. Which is the, maybe the craziest part if it's Rico Kawahata, but that's besides the point. <laughs> she she's lost a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I guess the way I I we have to look at it is it it should be a big deal because again you're not giving away the great Muda um, rub right in any way unless it's supposed to be some sort of deal. That being said, if the great Sakuya wrestled one match and then I never saw the character again, I don't think I'd even be shocked with the yeah. current world of Noah. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I look at it. But hopefully it means big things. I like that Nozaki and Takase and Usaki are getting this spot. I think it's... um. I think it's a nice payday for them. (laughs) That's true. And I think it's, you know, because a lot of the Joshi matches and Noah we've seen are just random people thrown together. This at least has some reason behind it. So I'm all for that. I'm all for reasoning. I'm all for um, direction. And that seems to be where we're going here. So uh, welcome back to Nagisa Nozaki. You get to team with, uh, (laughs) you get to team with, the great Sakuya, which <laughs> is just such a big question mark. Um, but I guess that's part of the fun. I guess that's part of the fun. Hmm. Uh, all right. Well, that is not all for the non-stardom world. Next week, everybody. I, I think, you know, I know TJPW has had a bad year. I've said it on the show. I have no problem hiding it because it's just been a very overall i think forgettable year for them um and i know that because so few people are talking about them and you know maybe it's because i don't have as many uh tjpw fans on my timeline as i once did i don't know but 
I have I I have talked to people about this and they've said they completely forgot. Fact of the matter is, folks, Yuka Sakazaki is leaving TJPW in a week. She's having her graduation from the promotion. She's heading to America for AW. Presumably, that hasn't been officially confirmed, but we all know. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is this is TJPW losing one of their pillars, right? One of their top two stars in the company's history, and it's a big deal. It is a big deal. Uh, they announced her graduation final match. Uh, she's in two matches, but this is the one that matters. Will be Yuka Sakazaki versus Miyu Yamashita versus Shoko Nakajima on December 6th. Uh, she'll also be in the big 10th anniversary match on Friday this week. And then she wraps up here. Uh, so perhaps, you know, one... Do you feel this is a lot quieter than you'd expect for someone as big as her leaving and moving on finally? And two, how do you feel about Yuka wrapping up in TJPW? I mean, I I wouldn't blame it completely on TJPW. They did a lot wrong this year, but of course, yeah. the entire graduation road of Yuka got cut short because she had mm. like seemingly a serious nag injury that kept her out for like how long five months five and a half uh yeah she was out for she was out for pretty much the entire the second half of the year yeah pretty their main part like, of the year weeks post grand princess she missed everything essentially it it you you just noticed that in terms of whatever is coming it feels like totally kind of out of nowhere mm-hmm because one special thing about Joshi's retiring, we have seen it twice this year, sadly. Uh, or like, yeah. I wouldn't say retiring. It's like like this leaving weird. the promotion. Yeah, this it's, one's it's weird. It's retirement, pretty much. They're selling it as a retirement from TJPW. Yeah. Like this this final road where, where they are facing all their rivals um, with, with Himeka, for example, in Stardom or Sakikai touring all mm-hmm. over the Joshi scene. Of course, it's a bit bit different here because she is not fully retiring but she's pretty much gone from japan ggpw yeah. forever likely and of course with with like no match is pretty much now left and like the last two it feels like kind of out of nowhere doesn't feel like it achieved anything right now no she neither for neither for her because it's it's this empty goodbye in the end yeah. Like NP row to the goodbye, and also didn't really help anyone from the roster right now because the only pinfall who's gonna like like the only time she will lay down is now for for Mio Yamashita. Mm-hmm. So. She notably did not lose to anyone on her way. Yeah. Now, like you said, she missed five months. Maybe she would have in that time, but they had this little uh, final run for her teaming with mizuki i don't know pretty sure she could have got pinned once and no one would have bat an eye um so that's tough that's always tough because you know you want someone i i always want someone to get put over on the way out and no offense to me yamash and choko nakajima they don't need it at all i mean I, i'm fine with them winning this last match without a doubt um, though it'd be kind of funny if like me, you mash a pinchoke on Nakajima. Um, I'm fine with that, but 
as we saw with those retirement roads you talked about, right? Saki Akai, um, you know, she, I mean, she, she won a lot of her matches. She she, she only put over Mew, but but it's like Saki Akai putting over Mew is like something else because it's yeah, something I don't think we have seen before. And Saki Akai is yeah, kind so, of a Saki bigger star in a bigger promotion. Very different. If that makes sense, like her retirement is very different because she's wrestling a lot of men's wrestlers too, right? Because she's part of the AT and stuff like that. She, like she lost a decent amount of matches. She just didn't yeah. lose a lot to the Joshi wrestlers when she had Joshi matches. But that to me is different because for them it was just more of an opportunity to get her on their cards. Um, while this is you know Yuka's leaving TJPW, like this is a chance to help the promotion more so that she's been part of. And I just don't see it. You know, Hameka lost a number of times on her way out, of course, putting over Micah on the way out, which yeah, she put over everyone. <laughs> which obviously is a big deal. Uh, look at where we are now with all of this. Um, so I guess that's my one gripe, but overall it's like, been a, this has been TJPW's year. We're just trying to get to the end at this point. See what the, because I think next year they're starting off in a better direction, uh, right? Like Masha Slamovich is coming in. I think that's exciting for them. Uh, Masha Slamovich is a big name these days here in the America. So booking her is cool. Um, but I just, I just wish uh, she could have at least put like one person. You know, one new person over. I mean, um, we have the chance of Friday, to be fair, but... We do. We do. But, um... So, Friday, the match is as followed. It is Miyu Yamashita, Yuka Sakazaki, Rika Tatsumi, Mizuki, and Shoko Nakajima versus Miyu Watanabe, Suzume, Yuki Arai, Arisu Endo, and Moka Miyamoto. It is the present versus the future, essentially, though I'd argue Miyu Watanabe should probably also be the present... Uh, but, you know, until she uh, wins the big one, she isn't. Um, and I look at this match, right? And on one hand, you're kind of like hoping, oh, maybe the you know the young core will pull it off and they'll get the big win. On the other side of things, you look at the stacked, you know, present side of things, like the history of TJPW, and you're like, there's no way they lose. Uh, that's kind of the we way I look at it. Yeah. We have seen it so often in many promotions we be like, okay, the future should win this generation match, and they always lose. <laughs> always, never, it always. never, every fails. single time. Yeah, and uh, I think that's probably my main um, concern, maybe. But overall, uh, Yuka Sakazaki is going to be missed by TJPW. I guess. I think it was time. To be fair, I think uh, absolutely, it was time. absolutely, and I think this year they've kind of learned how to live without her uh mm. she's been gone a lot whether it be due to injury or that she's over in america in, for AEW. like she's just been non like last year was her last full true run with the company and this year we're just wrapping it up so i think that's kind of the way i also look at it they they know what to do now or they should know what to do now so i guess that's okay uh but overall uh it's still sad it's still sad. They're losing one of their core. Uh, but now they're going to be forced to uh, hopefully push someone new. Hopefully. Please. 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 Can't stress that enough. Um, but I hope I hope this kind of closes the door on a past era of TJPW. And next year, 
hopefully they can um, really take it to you know lift people up. I think they should have done that this year, but I digress. All right, let's move on now. Let's get to stardom. Stardom is busy at all times. Last week was a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of news. This week, thankfully, hallelujah, it's about the wrestling. The wrestling, the wrestling, and the wrestling. We had a Cork and Hall show on Tuesday. We, ha- we had some shows over the weekend. And, of course, we are building towards Nagoya Big Winter 2023 on Saturday. Uh, let's just quickly go over the weekend of matches. Um, the weekend of matches included Julia versus Megan Bain, which went to a 15-minute time limit draw. Uh, these cards over the weekend were pretty drained as multiple wrestlers went over to Singapore for the Bushi Road Expo. Um, Sue Suzuki had to miss two shows due to a high fever and injuries still exist in this company. So <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a very small crew. Here are the wrestlers that were on the crew for the weekend shows. Hina, Yuzuki, Starlight Kid, Miyu Amasaki, Micah, Mai Sakurai, Hanan, Saida, Scandinavian Hurricane, Hanako, Julia, Megan Bain, Shuri, Mirai, Ami Saray, Natsuko Tor, Rina, and Raka. That is who they have at their disposal this weekend. That's it. <laughs> Not um, great. Lady C's also injured. She just got injured with her neck. She got injured at the expo, actually. She wasn't even on these main shows. Um, she will be missing action until December 10th. So that's kind of my quick roll up of going into the cork and peps what over do you have any overall thoughts about this weekend of action or where we're going in stardom or anything like that over especially over the past couple weeks and everything that's happened so for for the weekend shows like i enjoyed them more than usually because i mean that that sounds kind of stupid but but i like the way that we had more singles matches or yeah. being forced to have more singles matches because especially with the with the younger core of the roster mm. um seeing like like hina or mio mazaki hanako and like these singles matches always more interesting and will help the development more or quicker than than like these random eight man tags but you noticed especially especially at gold rush and, and the shows after that the star power was not there at all. Especially when, when half the roster, half of the stars with, with Mina, Hazuki, Azumi, May Sarah being being in, in Singapore as well. You had like pretty much Julia, Micah, Yushuri, Mirai, and then away at the tie. That's it. Yeah, yeah, we sure did. But I'm I'm in agreement with you. I think more singles matches are great. I think when stardom was red hot for the last two years. Um, one of their specialties, especially in 2021, on house shows, they would put these random singles matches. Like, they put, like, Mo- Micah and Momo Watanabe against each other. They had a um, Micah, Micah, uh, Micah Mina Shirakara match, yes. I think, there. Micah got tossed in a lot of the singles matches, um, which was good because I think it helped her development kind of get faster right because I, I, yeah i think it was because of mecha's injury 
think I believe she, so. she was like out yeah. for a bit and yeah she was hurt a, she was hurt for a decent chunk of time in 2021 yeah it, it um, was i don't know it was why she never got pushed in 2022 because she was injured like yeah which good month part of the year right which is you know that's what happens um but that's kind of where a lot of wrestlers learn is through these singles matches. Now, I have been on the record of saying, like, Miyu Amasaki, for example, her her development has come because she isn't only in singles matches. You need a mix, right? You need to be able to learn from others, but you also need to have the opportunities to show what you've learned in the big singles matches. And I think there's a perfect mix that we haven't really gotten this year, and now I don't really blame anything because listen this year in stardom we know how crazy it's been um you know just on camera alone let alone behind the scenes right with everything that julia said recently and uh what Meltzer reported on like there's been a lot going on so hopefully uh this weekend and this corking are a sign of things to come next year uh, i think less events but more shows like this where you're getting you know cool singles matches and uh, like i have no problem with draws you can run draws at all the time that's half the fun sometimes it's just like because 15 minute draws aren't bad just you know don't do them in title matches please um uh, <laughs> like, like to... yeah yeah Pe- people used to get upset at them but it's like you know it's a tour show. It's a higher show. It's, it's not like it matters to it's anyone. It's for the crowd. It's, it's, it's not for us. <laughs> in, in, in two days, it's like no one cares. Right. Exactly. Yeah. People used to get so angry at the draws. I'm like, it's well, one, it's not for us. Like, this is for the, the live audience. And two, they're, they're usually printing out really good matches. So, like, I don't care. You know, it's like, hopefully, hopefully, this is my main point here. Hopefully we can get more back to that with the dates um, reportedly dwindling down a little bit. So this is kind of the one news bit we have um, from this week. And that is from the new president of Bushi Road Fight, who did go on record, um, I believe, with Tokyo Sports. If my brain is not mistaken, it's usually Tokyo Sports. It's almost always Tokyo Sports. So he, I um, think he also did like a little Q and A after the Kurikan backstage yes. press. Yes, uh, he seems very determined, which is great. Uh, Satoru Kata, thirty-six years old, by the way, very young, um, all things considered, for the big spot. Um, so he did say in the Tokyo Sports interview that we there will be less shows on the year-long schedule. So big win there there will be one just one big show per month we're going to limit the pay-per-views which obviously became just an absurd amount this year i think we can all agree uh right like we'd have one at the beginning of the month that was like the normal pay-per-view with the big matches and then we'd have like random show right like uh the Halloween show, for example, or Dream Tag Festival, or uh, the Old People Show. I can't remember the name of it. Um, the Legends Show. Sorry. <laughs> Some of them are not Legends, but whatever. Um, right? We have all these shows getting thrown at the wall. Meanwhile, we're also still trying to carry out like what's happening in Star 
at the same time. So it's all blending together. It's all just becoming this big mess. So I'm very happy to read one pay-per-view. Don't get me wrong. I love starting pay-per-views, but we got to a point where they weren't really starting pay-per-views anymore. They were just big shows. Uh, one, like I, I missed more starting pay-per-views this year than I have ever since I started watching. You know, like I, there was just shows that I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not watching that live. I'm just, I, there's no part of me that needs to watch that live. We're getting away from that. And that's great. Yeah. I don't know. I think I pointed out like a few weeks ago that we had like six pay per views in eight weeks or something like that. Mm, yeah. Uh, until Queenland. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which we is, have three pay per views essentially to, you know, from Queendom to, uh january 4th to start the year but that's a little different i guess actually yeah yeah budokan shows very it's still part of the the old scheduling and Mm -hmm. the changes will be seen towards five star because Mm -hmm. they definitely already booked out the venues until yeah Yeah. may june i i think the one thing that i'm confident about is the pay-per-views that will just stick right off the bat. It will be, like you said, the scheduling especially will be when the five-star comes around. We'll see the biggest difference for sure. Um, it seems like they've also gotten rid of, I don't know this for sure. They could announce it on Saturday, but it does feel like they've at least moved, if not gotten rid of the Triangle Derby. Um, so there's a different start to the year. They've announced a lot of dates already heading into February. None of them have spoken of that tournament. So um, I think, you know, maybe, and I'm not saying those matches were grueling last year, but less focus on a tournament could be fine for them and just their overall start for 2024. Um, but yeah, if you are if you want to check out anything from this past weekend, Julia versus Megan Bain is the match to do. Um, Julia looked great. Like this was her best performance in a long time. And I don't know if it has anything to do with all the happenings recently, uh, but it was also the second best performance of Megan Bain's run outside of the tag team stuff with Micah uh, or, you know, Suzu and May Sarah. Like she was, re- she's been really solid in those matches, but this was the best second best singles performance um, for me b- behind the Tam knock, uh, the TAM title match. So 15 minutes, time limit draw, you know, Julia degraded coming back against Megan Bain and building that up. I, I think it's well worth your time uh, to seek if you're, if you're picking and choosing uh, stardom shows and stardom matches right now. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it, you know, I think it was more of a I'm glad Julia is finally trying again moment because yeah. she took like more bumps in this match and on the entire um, Gold Rush pay per view in two matches. Um, That's very funny. That's you, you know, you, you really, I don't know. Of course, it's just, you know, you can make up everything at this point, but it could be definitely that something changed backstage and now she's trying again more. Which uh-huh. I wouldn't be surprised again because she was the one calling them out. Mm-hmm. I mean, others were too. Um, Micah was someone, but Micah was was like talking in cave kinda at the same yeah. time, putting herself yeah. over. 
So Julia was the one like who really spoke out, talked about all the problems that were happening. And Rina, I'm sorry. And Rina was also. <laughs> yeah. So I I always had like the feeling, especially with the WWE rumors coming up. I'm sure I would have had a totally different picture in my head if it wasn't for the WWE rumors. Mm-hmm. That she was like stopping to try, especially with the strong stuff and all of that. That was like yeah. her best singles match since sometime in the five star. Sometimes in the five star. I, what was the last match? The Michael one? I don't know. Yeah, probably think, the Michael I think, one. I think it was the Michael one. Yeah, because she had a few good performances in the tournament before that. Um, I think the Michael one was the last one because the last two <laughs> was was like, I think, Utami yeah. and someone yeah, else who was injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think the Michael one's a good shout, which was at Corkin, So Yeah, um, like she yeah. she actually tried here and it gives me hope for the Azumi match. That's at least something. Oh, I'm absolutely amped up about that now. Maybe, maybe a little bit too um, amped up for that. But with the way Azumi has been wrestling, you know, she's someone that's just been very consistent in her efforts. Um, and I think, you know, this is this is arguably the biggest spot of Azumi's career. Um, yes. So, like, I think she's going to be incredible. And I just think if Julia is wrestling like this, we could have one of the better matches in stardom in quite some time. Um, I think that's very exciting. Uh, the pay-per-view is looking really good all of a sudden, which we'll get to in a few minutes. But let's get to the Cork and Hall show, shall we? Uh, the Cork and Hall show was everything that stardom needed. Absolutely everything. From top to bottom on the card, whether it was the one-night tournament for to uh, get us to the one half of the world of stardom title match at stardom dream queendom which you know to me i never i always knew who was winning um i know some people had a fun time debating it i saw the tournament i said i know who's winning this it's very clear uh because one thing that stardom does well often is they try to put the biggest story in that main event and that is exactly what they're doing and based off reports, this was probably always their main event, and we just didn't know it. Okay, uh, <laughs> I I don't know if I was was allowed to to talk about this. Yeah. No, well, no. Um, Dave Dave said Suzu was supposed to win the title, right? That is yeah. what Meltzer reported. Have, have you read the board today? <sighs> am I allowed to to quote him? I I don't know if I am. Um. Let me read it first. <laughs> I did not read the board today. I've been uh... Uh, yeah. All right. But but yeah, the the I will just quickly talk about like like the Kurrican feeling. Um because it felt like a fresh restart that Stardom needed on the road to Yeah. Road to Queendom at least. Because this promotion was really cold and it was not like it was cold because the product is bad or there's like no hope left, like in auto promotion, for example. It's like those little things that make Sodom so special are missing. And the return of Saya Kamitani and Utami changed that completely. Of course, with the mix of we know what the main event of the second biggest show of the year is mm-hmm. and all of that now. I mean, we know that Hezuki is definitely not winning. Um, so, 
we, we know what the main event now is and all of that. It, it gives us a direction. Okay. As I read, I read, sorry, I read what... Uh, yeah, no, we can talk about that because I, I, I was going to say that even without what was said on the board. So <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never know. Like, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I try not to uh, bring all that stuff out there because you know, one, the board's paid for. Like, you know, if you're part of the observer, you get to be on the board, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, continue. Yeah, like like this hurricane changed my entire feeling for Stardom. Like at least. How I'm hyped for Queendom. The feelings back, baby. Just you know, say it right. The feelings back. This is what this is what the feeling feels like. Every bit up and down this card. Yeah. Um, you have it, a direction. It, you have an end goal. You know where you're heading out as a fan of this. Yeah. It's, as I as I tried to explain, I think I said it last week on this show. I you know, it wasn't official yet that I think Micah was going to be. Like for people in people's minds, it wasn't official yet that Micah was going to be in the main event with um, Suzu. But again, Suzu's supposed to be World of Storm champion right now. End story. That is the truth. She's supposed yeah. to be the World of Storm champion right now. The moment Saya Kamatani got injured, things changed, right? And Rossi Ugawa books to the biggest story. That's what he does. If I, you know, Ultimately, at the year-end show, we probably still were getting some version of Suzu Micah and their story. The world title was probably not going to be involved, but that was the story at hand. Now we are. Now we are getting an opportunity for a brand new World of Star Champion. These two have a chance to step up against one another. They've pretty much, in many ways, been each other's story since the generational struggle stuff happened or started. They've been going back and forth. It's been a lot of fun. We had the five-star Grand Prix final, of course. Now here we are. And I think, ultimately, this is 100% the right choice. Um, I think the, this guy, I, I just remember when Suzu challenged before Queendom, right? She was challenging before Queendom at Gold Rush, and everyone's like, Why? <sighs> okay. Because everyone, you know, and I think the fair assumption, which we all made, was it's because, you know, we're going to get that Tam Sayakamitani match that was seemingly on the books. That was not happening anymore, which I think is good. You push back Saya's big win, or I don't know if she was winning the title, but my suspicion is that she was, if they were just going to give the belt to Suzu. Uh, but who knows, right? Who knows? Uh, nonetheless, I think the exciting part now is that Queendom has its main event. Well, it will officially have its main event after Sunday, uh, Saturday. But you get my point. It has its main event. We know what we're building towards. Now it's time to fill out the rest of the card. And based off this Corrigan, it's the right main event. Um, so let's get to the Corrigan, shall we? Uh, yes. The Corrigan started off with Rena defeating Yuzuki. Um, I've read good things, so I will admit right now, to make sure I fit everything into the show, I watched the tournament matches and the return of Aphrodite. Everything else, I'll get to over the next uh, couple days, but this was most important. Uh, but Rena defeated Yuzuki. Um, I read that this might have been her second be- Yuzuki's second best match since uh, her debut. This is only match number five, folks, so it's not like she had this whirlwind of matches. 
Uh, but after watching her over these house shows, she's doing some crazy things that's like, I don't know. I don't think a rookie in her fifth match or fourth, so sorry, second, third, fourth, fifth match are usually doing in, at, you know, especially after the past couple of rookies that Starm's had. Uh, she's an exciting prospect. Like I will continue to push that forward. I, I jokingly said I don't mean to go overboard last week, but she's future pro wrestling. Um, she's I'm a ex- different kind of rookie. Like she is. She is not really that much focused on the mat work that, that the others were at the beginning at least. She's like yeah. way yeah, more right. flashy in some form. Which is exciting because it's funny because I'm watching her wrestle, right? And her style is so different. It's it's a mix of a, a judoka, right? Because that's yeah. her background. She has a judo background. But then she's doing like some like of the jumping off the ropes and hitting like this bulldog thing. And like what in the and doing, you know, uh, head scissors and all these different things. And it's like, oh, this is going to be a interesting wrestler to watch develop because i feel like she's going to be very creative and i don't know if i have a comparison over the past couple years like it's still so early um but the creativity and kind of the different styles all in one the only person that reminds me of slightly, and I'm not saying she's going to end up being her because they're still very different wrestlers. I don't think Yuzuki's going to start flying anytime soon doing Phoenix Splashes. But like Saya Kamatani's like that, right? She kind of does a little bit of everything. Um, if Yuzuki can bring the judo aspect and 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 mix in this high speedish, you know, lucha ish type stuff once in a while. Sky's the limit, folks. Sky's the limit. Now, again, this is this. She's had five matches. I, I'm going <laughs> to chill out now, but uh, it's hard to not be excited for what we're seeing. Next up, we had Fukuyu Death defeat Hina. I have nothing to say about that. Peps, I know you watch the show. If you have anything to say about these matches, no. feel free. Uh, but I know you didn't have anything about that one. Uh, Sarah, no, still on the cards despite um, Cosmic Angels being out. Uh, she defeated Hanako and Miyu Amasaki. And then we got to the World of Star Championship Contender Tournament first round. And it was Momo Watanabe defeating Mia Shirakawa in a very solid match. Ultimately, shockingly, actually, I, I will say this right now. I was stunned that this was not the better match of the first round. Um, that is not a sh- that is not a shot at anyone besides one person, um, but and I I thought these two had a really solid match. Like I the crowd was into it. Uh, Mina getting the close calls, but Oedo Tai ruining it for her. Right? She had, at one time she had Momo pinned to rights, and uh, they pulled the referee out of the ring. Like it was it was perfectly done. Um, yeah, a little a little bit of the interference was- would have taken out. It was a bit too much at the end. Yes, at the end, absolutely. That that's where I was like, all right, let's. I, I guess they wanted to protect her, but it's not like it's that Mina is, is like protected yeah, currently. Mina's not really protected anymore, so it's so weird, right? Like, especially since the main event went completely different from from yes, way the time interferences. So 
Yeah, they they got rid of them in the bigger <laughs> match, which I thought was very funny. I was like, ah, all right, Tora sure. Tora was there, but that like like Momo like yeah, that was nothing. That was like like instantly, right? That was a minimal um, interference, so like I could look past it. Um, but yeah, it was really weird, um, and. I still thought like the actual wrestling was really good because these two have seamless chemistry. Like, I think I think we kind of can forget that Mina and Momo for years now have just clicked in the ring. Like, it, it, oh, yeah. even before I would define Mina as a very good wrestler, right? Her first like real standout match I thought was in the 2021 G- GP against Momo. Was it in the GP or was it right before? It might have been right before. Either way, they have a singles match and it stood out. It stood out on pay-per-view. I was like, okay. And they've they've brought that along. Now take the away to tie stuff out of it at the end. And I think this is an even better match than maybe some are saying. Um but overall it gets us to where I think many of us expected and that is Momo in the main event against Micah because ultimately the goal was to have the entire crowd with Micah it wasn't it wasn't to have the crowd with Mina and Micah because like that would have been that would have been interesting I feel Micah is still the most over person in the company right now but that at least would have been interesting because Mina is still very over um as you could tell by the reactions to like all the near falls and stuff like that. Uh, but a really solid match. Momo wins uh, with the, was it peach on rice? Uh, I think it was. Yeah. She did the double. She did the one and she did the other one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she wins with the peach sunrise moves forward. A uh, really solid match worth checking out in your time. Uh, did you give your thoughts on the match? Or we just talk about the ending. I forget. Yeah, no, no. I, I think it was it was like a fine match. Like I said, yeah. it was a bit too much and, and too much interference from my liking because there was like never a real finishing finishing stretch here. The, like, it was weird. Created of some, what they some... did later in the night. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it was like okay, we want to protect Mina, but well, it's not which, like she which they kind of do, but like Mina doesn't do anything. So why are we protecting her? I mean, Whatever. it speaks at least that, that they still have some kind of protection or, like, plan. She is a leader of a faction still. Her faction just doesn't have anyone left. <laughs> she has Sire Brooks and then, yes, come on. Oh, jeez. And China and then in Mexico, I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think she was in Japan recently, actually. Um, yeah. With Daga, but whatever. Uh, anyways, let's get to the next tournament match. It was Micah defeating Ami Saray. Um, I mean, I've been having the debate if this is now my top Ami Saray match. It's between two. Ami Saray had a great match with Hameka over Hameka's retirement road. That was like a random like main event um, retirement road match during her maker's run and then there was this this match gets the advantage i think just because of the crowd right you know you can't beat a red hot quirk and crowd that's going out of their mind screaming mike at the top of their freaking lungs um 
they pretty much did like actual move wise like three it was just running into each other as hard as humanly possible and it was great it was great it's exactly what i want out of ami sarai truthfully right like this is what i should be getting out of her i i have been very tough on her on the show i have no uh no concern saying that out loud i have been very very difficult on her delivery overall but but if this is what we're going to get because i here's the thing about ami sarai we know there's something in there right we know there's a skill level in there it's just a matter of can she bring it out of her and we haven't got a lot of it out of her right this was getting it out of her and i do give i give a lot of credit to micah just because you know without her being in the match it's not as lively but I, I do give credit to Ami too. I don't think it was like this, you know, gigantic carry job or anything. I thought she really put up her end of the bargain, and that's what made this match the better of the two in the first round and a really good match. Yeah. The thing is with Ami is just she has figured out pretty much everything um, aside, aside of she just doesn't click in, in the ring. Like right. you, you see her look, you see her gear, you see her robe, the way she she carries herself at this point. Presented like a star. She's presented like a star. They want to make her a star, but she doesn't wrestle like one. It's <sighs> yeah. It's the same problem my Sakurai has, even though my Sakurai has the character work. She does have the character. That's perfectly. The, that's yeah. the advantage she has over. Um, sure. I don't know. Like like she she. There's like a couple of these wrestlers. I think Dylan brought up that that she's similar to to Aaron Hanauer in that form, but she just doesn't get the in work yet. <laughs> I was it was an amazing person. <laughs> um, but there's like there's like a lot of these 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 guys and girls also. Sure. Like I don't know what is missing because I can't tell you because you know I'm seeing this match and she isn't doing much different than usual and it just no. works this time. Yeah. She just needs to find a consistency more than anything else. Like, I, I would try to make her work from below because she's really bad on offense. Um, when when she's starting to work the other yeah. people's body parts, then 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 yeah, she can't really do the bad. heat segments no. at all. And it that's... was like I think I think there was like a stretch in the five star with the with the Tamnakano match and then the Suzu match, but like in the nuts point one, like back to back to back where it was like Jesus. Oh, I remember. They were uh, not ideal. Um, but this is a match for her to build on. And that is that is what I'm going to look at this as. Next big shot, be ready. Because this was... She's, this she's getting white belt match soon enough. Oh, I know. I'm just hoping it's not a queendom. <laughs> I'm just hoping. She just lost to Micah. There's no reason she should just walk right into a title match, but there's not a clear wonder of stardom title challenger so i have been trying to figure out doesn't doesn't say anything as well i've been trying to figure out who the who this queendom wonder stardom title matches and every time i think i'm at a person they lose right my sakurai lost to saya on new (laughs) i was like what 
Okay. That that's why you think they might have protected Mina, but there's like no sense for Mina then to be in a tournament. But I don't know. It's, it's like that. And I think they may Mina's... they may just run back anew. That would no? be crazy. Uh, 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 that would be crazy. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know how. I I wouldn't be shocked. I've been under the belief for the past couple months now that Micah and Mina Shirakawa made the most sense because they both beat Mirai in the five-star. And Mina makes all the more sense because of this year. Uh, and Micah's not in the conversation anymore, so that helps. Um, it should be Mina. I would have it be Mina. I don't it's going to be sucky. Be <laughs> I it's it's going to be something crazy. I, I just know it. It could still be Ami Saray, even though she lost here. Um, that would be shocking. But it could, it could be Starlight Kid. She's wrestling Mirai at the pay-per-view. If, if I don't think it is. But if Oedo Tai got the win there, I wouldn't be shocked. After Starlight Kid's year, it'd be a little surprising. Had you told me she got the match last year at Queendom, I would have been like, yep, makes all the sense in the world. Uh, but this is this is a new period, right? For Saturn right now, like we are, we are trying to refresh. So whoever they go with, I think it's going to surprise someone, anyone. But uh, hopefully, it's the right choice. But yeah, this match is really good. Go check it out. Uh, anyways, let's get back to the show. Uh, Tekla versus Scandinavian Hurricane ended in a draw due to double countout. Um, how did Scandinavian Hurricane look in this match? Alistair, whatever you want to call her. The problem with her is that her style, she's like really focused on this this mat work. This yeah, match. which is weird because not a lot of the stardom wrestlers do the same thing. It is weird that they put her against everyone except for the ones that can't work the style. Uh, th- this one was a bit like, like you know, they brought a lot of the outside, which which made things at least different from the usual. But it's like she feels so weird right now in her spot in this promotion. And I don't know what your plan is with her, or if to have any plan with her. It's- yeah, uh, she is. She is someone who I do think has potential right like i think i think so she's gonna work with god's eye after the pay-per-view and i think that's gonna be a benefit to her because working with shuri she'll kind of learn how to start working against these wrestlers and i think i think that's a good thing because putting her in all these singles matches is like it's asking a lot I do, I do think because again, like there, she's learning on the fly in stardom, and the crowd does not doing. know her, so her heat segments right. don't really work yet. No, no, they do not. So I do think that she's going to benefit from being in some tag matches rather than these uh, big singles where people are like, I don't, I don't know who this is yet. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that enter, ends up being uh, a solution for her because I do think there is something there based off of the Shuri match. Yes. Shuri and Mirai defeated Julia and my Sakurai. Um, I'm guessing there was not much here besides it being a tag match. Uh, Julia danced. 
I think the clip went like viral on on Twitter. X, I'm sorry. Ah, uh, Julia, Julia Dance. I saw that someone screamed yeah. ER or something. That's yeah, and then in my Sakurai got like some some crazy chant over it for some reason. Yeah, because my Sakurai is an odd wrestler. <laughs> an odd wrestler that has like this weird connection with the crowd despite telling them like they're bad every time with her post-match promo uh she she is one that i can't figure out in terms of like why she's so popular but at the same time i'm for it because it works that's kind of the way i look at it. it's like one you're not you're not a high card act like she's not she's not oh overly exposed or anything and it's she's not right like she's she sh- she's a baby face underdog baby face like saya either but we right. just want to root for it's like right she's in the perfect spot and i and i think i have no problem with what she's doing and it's getting over so ultimately that's all that matters um but yeah we'll move we'll move on here um, let's get to the other major match here and one of the final two matches, and that is, of course, the return of Aphrodite, Utami Hayashishta, and Saya Kamatani making their grand return. Saya's first match since injuring herself in the opening night of the five-star Grand Prix against Tam Nakano. Uh, for Utami, this is her first match since she was um, unceremoniously her tournament ended the five star, right? Like she went from having all these matches and being in the conversation and going into last night against Julia to, Oh, she's going to miss this match. Oh, she's actually out for the rest of the tournament. And she was ultimately out for over a month and boy, Oh boy, have I missed these two? Um, between this and the main event, everything felt like felt right. Everything felt special. Uh, the return of Aphrodite is literally everything Stardom needed right now. From the entrances and the excitement of their returns to the match itself, where we saw Saya bring out some new moves, right? Saya, Saya talked about in an interview how she, you know, was watching some wrestling in the West and how she's going to change her style. She did a big dive. She's not changing things that much. Um, but she just tossed a few new moves in there during this match. And Tommy, she looked like she didn't miss a day, which is absurd. She, she threw Megan Bain with a German suplex. Um, I was actually shocked at how much Azumi wasn't in this match. I thought they would have had her do a bit more because this was their first match back. But seeing that they have a big match this weekend, I think they just said, "Yeah, no, let us right into the, let us right into it." Um, if you watch this match, you would think that they're building to Suzu Suzuki versus Sayakamatani very, very soon, uh, which they might be based off of Saya's comments in the Tokyo Sports interview that she made. Um, I just loved everything about this. Like this was this in the main event was some of the most fun I've had it with stardom, not just recently, but all year, just the, the atmosphere, the energy, 
the excitement of this match and what Aphrodite was able to do in their return. I loved every bit of it. Oh, yeah. Like, like I said earlier, these are the two that, that instantly changed the feeling. Mm-hmm. Or, like, together with, with Micah. <laughs> um, yes, that's their true. Return Micah, is... Micah deserves a lot of the credit of helping the feeling, especially on this show. They're, they're like, like just, just the way they look, their, their, their appearance, how they came out, the crowd erupting when... Um, the ring announced and announced it like like their, their their names and all of that it was just really cool and really special to to see. Um, it's it's like I guess there's like like this you know this the saying that that you know like when you know how much you miss someone or like how you how much yeah. you should appreciate someone when when someone is gone. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that with Saya Kamitani. Um, Mm-hmm. I'm not always the biggest Sayaka Mitani fan in terms of I, I was looking forward to a red belt, presumably red belt title match at Queenham. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think she's great. Um, there's no lie about that. Just not you now. She's not like one of my favorites to watch. And like, you is just it know it's because the she's, she's Micah's rival. Yeah, that that's my course. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I love Utami. I, uh, Utami, Utami is Micah's tag partner in, in Sometimes I love her, so so it's it's not no, but but all jokes aside, um, with with like Kamitani's just you just notice when she was back in the ring how much this product this promotion needs her at this point. Yeah, with with Utami anyway, there should be no conversation with Utami. She's one of the top stars, but just Saya Kamitani reached the level of you just need her in your promotion. Yeah. To be a great and hard promotion. I think I I don't know. There's a lot of creative wrestlers these days. Like I put Saya Kamatani in the upper echelon because she put she just throws a lot of things out there and she sees what works, sees what doesn't. She added some new moves in here. She hit like a wicked um like flying clothesline in this match that kind of just like caught my eye. Um, she hit a unique slam at the end of the match. She just does a lot of things that I think excite fans. And I think she's going to add a lot more to her repertoire. Like this is her first match back. Um, and I think that's exciting. And like you said, with Utami, she's just such a star and I'm watching this match and I'm like, where was this Utami in the five star? I was like, what what happens? Like, what happens when we put those extensions in? Let's stop doing that, okay? Please. Thank you. Thank you. Because <laughs> I think Utami has a claim to best in the world when she is wrestling. Like I know she can. After that cage match, right? And that story, I feel like the vibes are incredible regarding you, Tommy. I came on this show and called her the new ace of the promotion. And then she put, and then, you know, she went to GCW and then she put hair extensions in. And I was like, what is happening? What is happening? Uh, this felt like the Utami follow-up that I wanted from the cage match. Uh, they, they both look like absolute mega stars with their new gear and everything. And like I said, this match was fantastic. Must go out of your way to see yes. 
and Sayaka Tani easily making uh, the best I'm home promo of the week. Um, shout out CM Punk. No. Who is not home. Uh, <laughs> I don't, don't care what he's trying to tell me. He is not home. Um, Sayaka Tani cuts this great babyface promo after before ultimately challenging uh, Divine Kingdom to the t- title match that we all expected. Um which I'm very excited about, obviously. I think it's a match that is as good as can be to crown new tag champions. I know I know Megan Bain and Mike are carrying around the titles, but you know, this is this, this match is the crown, the new champions, and I can't wait for it. Like Aphrodite showed me that they're already pretty much back. They're so much better than they were the first time they had the titles. They're like gods comparably to when they were back then and divine kingdom were really good in tag league so and based off the utami megan bain interactions in this match oh i think it's gonna be fit because we know cyan like absolutely kill it yeah. so i'm not worried about them and, and um, I, think, I, I can't wait and i think a a the Saiyan utami rain is what the tag belts need because we had now six or seven short reigns in a row like not short, but but like, like um yeah shorter. I would say shorter. Seven up was the, longer, I guess. Like I think but... I think the longest one was the melty one with with like four months yeah. or something. Like not not long compared to what we we are used what we have seen with other belts, especially in Stardom. Right. Um. Right. So I think like a Kamitani Utami Rain that goes like a couple of months to- towards the five star would be fantastic for both just mm. to re-establish themselves and also give the main event scene some time to breathe because whoever is walking out of Queendom's champion is likely gonna face Saya Kamitani at either one of the big shows next year. Yeah, either Buntai or they're gonna if they wait a whole year uh, good on them. I'll give them that. Um, I think they could. I think they, they could have easily just pushed back her five-star win next year wouldn't be shocked at all by that decision oh, yeah. uh, but based, based off the interactions with her and suzu uh, i was like i don't know if we're gonna wait that long um, yeah, yeah. i could see them running it twice to be fair yeah which is something that we've seen with saya you know when she won the wonder belt she wrestled tam twice so it's not it's not a crazy thought um but let's get to the main event it was micah defeating momo watanabe to win the tournament and cash her ticket to the main event of Stardom Dream Queendom. She will be wrestling for the vacant World of Stardom Championship. And I I think there is this incredible thing happening in Stardom with Micah that has been bubbling over this year right you can kind of go back to the Mahime tag title challenge against seven up where it really took shape right the crowd was so loud for that match and those two potentially winning and they've stuck with it and they've stuck with it and they've stuck with it it gets louder and louder and louder those mica chants do not stop and when the bell rang for this match to start, there was no <laughs> doubt about it. Who was the one 
people wanted to see win this. She's become undeniable. Now, I'll get to kind of what I see for the Storm Dream Queendom stuff after this match. But let's talk about this match because I thought the match rocked. Um, these two have are always been one of my favorite combos. Uh, back to when Momo was in Queen's Quest and, you know, Micah wasn't as fantastic as she was now. She's, well, she wasn't fantastic. She was just really, really good. Um, but I think she she, yeah. she she figured out everything other than her in works since. Yes, absolutely. She she is in full control of who she is um, in and out of the ring and stuff like that. And it's it's just you could see it. And I thought this match was fantastic. I think that the ability to go back and forth and just exchange these hard strikes, whether it be Micah um, lariats or Momo kicks and I love the suplex spot in this, the superplex into the double, the two others. That was great. Um, Momo, you know, I think Mike has been so red hot this year that it's like, yeah, we know how good she is. Momo just reminds people whenever she feels like how great she is in that ring. And I thought this was the perfect match to put here in this spot, right? Momo's the heel. Momo's the Uedo Tai heel. Micah is the super over um, kind of like hero baby face right now. Like she's not a, and she's wrestling from behind. She had a grueling match with Ami Saray. She is now trying to fight off. And Oedo Tai wasn't involved as much, but they did get involved enough. And she's trying to fight them off. And she does. And ultimately in the end, she overcomes. She wins with the Michinoku driver number two. This match was just so good. It was exactly what I was hoping for. The energy in the arena was infectious. Infectious. It was such a good match. Yeah. Such a good match. And Micah 1,000% deserved to be in that Stardom Dream Queen of the main event. And I'll give my thoughts about that after. But Peps, how do you feel about the match? Was it the best Hurricane Hall main event of stardom this year? Probably. If not one of the generation struggles. Yeah. <laughs> like one, be, of, it, one of the Micah matches. <laughs> yeah. I'll, um, it's either this or one of the generational struggles that I can't I can't remember which one. But yeah. Uh like we really we gonna praise Mike a lot later on. So my, my focus is gonna be on Momo. I think that was her best performance this year, mm-hmm. if not even longer. Maybe, maybe since since she easily joined Wade Otai, um, because she was such a good bully in this match. She just, she and Micah always had like the great chemistry, but mm-hmm. she just figured it out how to work it, like like how to work the style Micah works to her advantage um, with her kicks, of course, against the lariats. Um, there were like more situations where she was just kicking Micah nearly to death. <laughs> um, it worked so perfectly, the crowd was fully into it. They bought the entire, um, the entire comeback of Micah. Like, they, these two wrestlers, they just had the crowd in their hands, knew exactly what they're doing, and that just shows how competent of a wrestler Micah and, of course, Momo Watanabe is. 
Mm-hmm. If that's the moment we get constantly, then it's like, you know, maybe Rossi should think about once again if, if the decision is right, what he's doing with Momo or not. But for that, she needs to do that constantly on that level because that's the level yeah. we want to see Momo being on. I think with Momo, um, it's always in there. Um, it's funny because I was a big fan of her tag and trios work last year. But her singles work for me never got to, obviously, the Queen's Quest levels. But just never, I, I don't know if she fully had a grasp of this character and what she's supposed to be doing in the ring. But this is the usage that you want out of. Yeah, you know, this and the, the Mirai match. Like, yeah. That's like, yeah. that's the level she needs we to want be a to bully. She needs to wrestle like a bully. She needs to uh, make you want to cheer for the other wrestler. And I think, you know, it's matchup based too, like Micah and Mirai and the way they wrestle in their comeback. I think that helps a lot of the style here, right? They're both, you know, power wrestlers who are going to come back in this uh, heroic way. But yeah, Momo was great here. Um, Micah was just sensational as she's been for the entire 2023 calendar year. Um, and I just think we've reached a point where when we get to the Stardom Dream Queendom main event, and I, I have been the hard guy on it, like I keep saying, Suzu should win, Suzu's supposed to be champion. I have officially reached the point where. Not only should there be a consideration for Micah, we are at the point where going with Micah is the right choice. However, I don't want it to be a Mina situation. That's what I'm um, If you want to start the talk, um, I'm at that point where I think it's all about what they plan afterwards if the plan for mike is afterwards okay she loses the match and just does nothing yeah then Which she i don't win. think that's gonna happen Truth if the follow-up like, is gonna she's... be she you know the crowd is so behind her if she loses it the crowd is gonna be even louder for her we have, mm-hmm. we have seen it before with other wrestlers in other comics and in Stardom. yep have... there's gonna be a point where rossi can't overhear it and mm-hmm. needs to decide, okay, we need to go all out or we drop it completely and yeah. kill her off pretty much. And I don't, and that's just not something I see him doing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we, you know, we, we see it even with, with Mina's booking. Like, mm-hmm. she got the rain, even though it was a short one, it was like, she got even it. afterwards, he tried really hard to keep her strong with the, with the tag by rain. With a good five star, he protected her in the tournament as well. So, you know, the full up was, was kind of there, not like what we expected. Um, yeah. But with Mike, it's all about the follow up. Um, mm-hmm. If the follow up is good, it's all good. With Suzu, it's just like. She'll be fine no matter what. It's, it doesn't matter. Like, she loses. Okay, she wins in the red belt 2025, 2024. Right. 
She, she yeah. wins. Okay, she defeated Mike, Mike once again. She's the champion that we she should have been already. Yeah, that's that's the one part that's bothering me the most. That's the only reason that I've been like, okay. I hate that it got out, kind of, yeah. (laughs) Because, like, she's supposed to be champion, and if she isn't champion after all this, it's it's so tough. But at the same time, it comes down to making a, a, a decision that, you know, you make the most of a bad situation ultimately, Right, and this is this match is happening because of multiple. Like this match is happening the way it is because of multiple injuries, right? Because of the tam injury, because of the side injury. If we want to go back further, and if Micah were to win the title, I think if she held it to the Boontai show, I think that is a fine, comfortable reign for her. I would say the same exact thing for Suzu too. If they were to, if if the end goal of this is to put the belt on Saya Kamatani, I think there are two scenarios that make sense. Whether that is Saya or Suzu to Saya to Micah, or Micah to Saya to Suzu, I think both of those make sense. But here's the thing: I don't know if. Suzu, we do Suzu then Saya. It's going to Mike is going to be as popular as she is now. Then because that is that is running a risk, right? She is over now. She is the most over wrestler in this company right now. Undoubtedly, one hundred percent. We hear the Micah chants every single show, especially this one. And I think it's going to be so much fun. Not, not for you. You're going to be paying. Uh, but for me, it's going it's to be so much fun at Stardom Dream Queendom because ultimately, long term, I think they have two great options. Short term, maybe not, though. Right? That, I, that, that's the way we have to look at it. I think they should switch up the entire plants and should do whoever wins drops to whoever loses to Queendom main event and run a third match. Hmm. So Either that it's Micah wins time. and drops that would to Suzu, sense too. or Suzu wins. Suzu wins and Micah finally overcomes her, which would even be a bigger moment. I think. I mean, Saya putting in there makes sense because it's rumors, but it's like, I you know, I really like Saya, but it's like, it's not your time. I think you can hold Saya up and uh, off until Queendom next year, at least, because because if you have her win the five star next year. That would give, I think, enough time for Suzu and Micah to have sizable runs, right? Like five months here, seven months for the other or something like that. I think that would be okay. But even 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 then, you could still push the side thing. You can have her main event queen next, uh, next year and then lose. Uh, there's just so many parts here, right? But I do, I, I do like your thought. The only thing is, I feel like Micah has to win this one for it to make the most sense um, to run it back one more time, right? Because then they would have both split, yeah. right? The two big matches. You know, I, Suzu won the five-star. Micah wins the title in that one. You run it back at whatever show. That's the fun of this, though, right? They have a fun scenario here. <laughs> you, you Again, need to not see for it. you. You're going to be in pain. You need to see it in that way. Rossi's going to book it in that way where he gets the most 
story yeah. potential out of the result. And let's yeah. be real, as much as I hate it, Micah losing is way more interesting for the spring of stardom than Micah winning. Right. If they are doing the follow-up right. Yeah. It, and that's why I think they will choose Suzu, as, of course, with the other reason being she should have been champion already. And yeah. I think if you, you know, take that away from her, you would need to change a lot of plans to make up for it. Because Stardom loves to, oh, you, you're not getting red belt. Okay, you get two tag title reigns and all just belt reign, whatever the fuck they did with, with, um, with, with the Mina situation with like Mirai got the Cinderella the and the tag belt. Avoid. That's what but, they should avoid. And if that means that Mike is not winning the belt, it sucks. But I get it. I think, I hope, just hope that it don't, you know, that, it, that the follow-up is good. I said it to Alex. I have more trust in them giving Micah the belt in sleep than the follow-up they have planned with Micah. Because we never know with follow-ups in Star. Yeah. I, ultimately, I think Micah should be world or wonder stardom champion sooner rather than later. Would you not think that, that the white belt is like kind of below her now? Like, wouldn't it feel like a consolation prize if she wins the white belt next year? I think so now that she's in this spot. Had she not been put in the world, like had, had this not been the world title match, right? Like had the, not all of this just happened. I think if you had, if they had put her in the match against Mirai and this was never happening, I think it would have been perfectly fine. But now that we've gone through this tournament, now that we've gone through the five-star final and all that, like, I get it. I think we are probably at a point where if like, she is, goes down to the wonder and I don't think, let me stress the wonder belt's very important very special are most of the time my favorite belt in this company but i'm with you in that it it wouldn't feel probably right for her character as now. as long as suzu at least holds red belt right like we right. don't we talk about the, the future like in the next 12 months or so if she like wins the red uh, white belt at you know in 2025 i don't think that matters like <laughs> but if she like exactly. Loses the fight, I imagine, and, and the bunker just wins the white belt from Mirai. That would feel like okay, consolation prize. We, we and they would have to really make that one. story work, which it's just not as natural. Like to me, I always thought Micah was going to be Isaiah or Tommy for one of these belts, um, but now Suzu fits the mold as well because of what they the story they've created this year. Um, I don't think her beating Mariah feels right. I think, you know, had it been a different champion, maybe like, like I said, like had it been, had it been Suzu or Saya or Tommy, it's different. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely with you that uh, the world feels like the one she needs now. And that makes it tougher because the world has just so few. Even some people. of the best in Stardom history didn't get it. Like, oh, like I said, trust me. I, I, said, I, said, I said it to, to Alex. Kyrie would have never gotten it if it wasn't for Yoshiko. And there's like a few others as well. Yep. There's, there, it's, a, it's as prestigious as a belt gets, really. Like, they don't just give it away to anyone. Um, but bless, bless what Micah has done. 
plus what she is doing right now. Yeah, uh, I, I said is... it on. I said it on my private account. She's like we said it. She's above everything that that we we people made fun of her. She's she's not Jungle Kiana. She's not Goto. Because no, she's, she's not. Getting, she's she's getting the biggest spot in the company yeah. this year. And your spot. Um, she's I far it out. past the Jungle Kiona. Yeah. I I tweeted it out. Um, I don't know if if pe- all of people follow it. Um, follow my account. But the Sumo Home main event is in Stardom. Um, since Bushiro took over, because the uh, the Aikawa thing is something different. We had yeah. Yeah. we had um, Shuri versus Utami. We had Shuri versus Julia. We had Shuri versus Mayu. And Shuri vs. Julia too. And now we have Maika in it. That's like the four biggest stars of the past three to four years. Yeah. And now Maika. That should say yeah. enough. Even if it Good. was for injuries. But it says enough. They would not give her the spot if they don't trust her in that double. Exactly. Uh, it says a lot about what Susan and Maika have created together. One, because we're this is the story we're leaning on. And two, it's a credit to where she's gone in the past couple of years as a performer to get this spot. No doubt about it. Um, you know, if Sai was world champion at the end of this year instead, and you told me that Micah's uh, momentum carried her into, like, the Boontai main event against Saya had she been champion, I would not have been even remotely shocked. Um, and I think that, again, speaks to what she's done, but... Uh, all right. Well, I guess we'll get to the preview now here for the show this weekend, and we will be done because I'm happy we had that conversation about Micah, though, because I, th- I have been someone who, yeah, I've made my jokes, but at the end of the day, I know how great Micah is, and I know she is not in that category that we've, you know, we joke, we have jokingly stuck her in. Like I, she's way past the Kiona stuff to me. She's way past the Goto stuff to me. She uh, can't go back in there. That's the problem. Yes, yeah, she but can. Right now, yes, she's she above it. Yes, she can. That that is a scary part. And I think even with a loss, she doesn't go right back into it. Like you said earlier, it's all about the follow up. Can yeah, would they be fun. able to? It, it's kind of. Sorry, people, but it's kind of like the Cody Rhodes thing at WrestleMania. <laughs> can they keep you like? Can they keep the wrestler hot for it to make sense later down the line? It's hard. It's a hard thing to do, and I think the fans naturally are going to keep her in it. But if she's pushed down the card, you don't hard. know how long it's going to take. Like right, you and star- never and know with, with promotion like Stardom. Sh- yeah, right. Stardom is so competitive. Machine. You have. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So many different wrestlers. We we saw it in the last couple of years, and like like how Hazuki at the beginning of the year was so over. They you know took her momentum away, and she's now she's still over, but she's not that over anymore as she was in the Saikamitani match, for example. There's like a couple of examples of that. Not at all. If the full over is right, you totally can different. do everything you want with with Mikey next year. It's it's just so different now. I think, um, but. Again, fingers crossed that it all works out. I think I think the best part about this is we're going to a Stardom Dream Queendom event where I can see either person winning. It's been a long time, time since we did that. <laughs> first time first in the time show's in... history, for sure. Yeah. Weird switch. Yeah. yeah. If, if it wasn't for the day report, it would have been 50-50. <laughs> That's true. 
that's true. Still, I do believe that the change. It's, it's now 55-45. Yeah, yeah, which I'll I'll take because last year was a hundred to zero <laughs> with Julia, which and was right. It was, was like right. eighty twenty because it told the story of the mother. Yes, of, of Shiri. Yes, so that's kind of the way I look at. But uh, this weekend, Stardom Nagoya Big Winter twenty twenty three another pay per view. Uh, but this one's looking very good. Looks like it's better for me. It's easily better than Gold Rush. I don't think that's a big take there. <laughs> um, so the opening match will be Miyu Amasaki and Hanako versus Mina Shirakawa and Yuzuki. Yuzuki's first non-singles match will be interesting to see what her and Mina do. That's set for the pre-show. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna steamroll through these undercard matches. Uh, my Sakurai and Ruaka go one on one on the show, which is weird um, <laughs> that's a like, youtube match i think yeah i was like oh okay sure um if you if you want um that's fine and then we'll have uh sorry no and yunami zamori versus hana and saido so after the uh little break that yuna took she's back so it was more of a precaution than anything else which is very nice to see um and we love Wingori, I think they're fantastic. Love Shuri, Mirai, and Ami Saray. Go against Natsuko Tora, Momo Watanabe, and Starlight Kid. That could be a really good trios match. And like I said, we, yeah. there's gonna find out. We, we gonna find out a white belt turn today. From That's the card looks, the it's, from the card looks, it's either my Sakurai or it's gonna be Ami or someone from Oedotai. Yeah, I hope my, it's Shuri, but um, I don't think so. <laughs> that would be great. Um, I my hopes up there. Yeah, so I think it's going to be, I think Starlight Kid, Ami Saray, and My Sakurai are the ones we're watching here um, because Mariah's already beaten Momo and Tora just had a world title. Um, but we'll see. I'm losing my voice as the show goes on. So <laughs> I just want everyone to know that. Uh, we have a UWF rules match. It will be Nanai Takahashi versus the Scandinavian Hurricane. I can't even tell you how this match is going to go. I just know Nanai is winning. Um, <laughs> that's about do, do, all I got. Do you think that's leading to Nanai versus Shuri at Queen of UWF? That would make the most sense, right? That's my... Yeah, we always knew, okay? Because Ronda Rousey be like, ain't coming in. <laughs> and Shayna Baszler isn't it either. <laughs> No, it's, no, it's, which I'm happy about. Thanks, it, Dylan. It's, it's gotta be my head. I don't know. I, I have no clue what I'm doing with Shuri. Like, literally, no clue. I would put Shuri in a great big match. That's what I would do. <laughs> if, if I got the book, um, I guess her and the nice fine. Weird, but if you want to do it, do it, I guess, right? The mm. weird way to get there, I'd say, for sure, is just kind of do this match, but whatever. I, I, I'm intrigued by the match, at the very least. Um, we'll have a high-speed championship match. We may Sarah versus Tekla. This feels like the best opportunity for May Sarah to I think deliver a top-of-the-line match as champion so far, uh, mostly because I just don't see Azumi coming back into the picture anytime soon. Um, and I know Starlight Kid isn't. So I think Tekla is a very determined heading into this match. You know, she cut this great promo about how, um, you know, this is the title match that 
got her injured in 2021. Uh, what's 2021? 2022. 2022. Yeah. 2022 and made her miss the five star and, Pretty much all the momentum she had was gone from there. And she started, she's done her best to try to build herself back up. So it's, it's fitting that she comes to this match. Um, and I think May Sarah has been one of the MVPs of stardom this year. So yeah. I'm looking forward to this one. May Sarah wins as she should. She should, we should not be flip flopping this title right now. Uh, she should be the new ace of the division moving forward. Again, assuming Azumi's completely out of it. Um, and I'm excited. I think it should be really good. Yeah, and I'm glad that Hecla is finally getting the, the spot to light to shine because she was the third in attack in a trios with My Sakurai, which tells you a lot about your card placement right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, May Sarah just works with everyone. I just hope they, you know, do it 10 minutes, go all out. May Sarah wins. Um, eight out of 10 match, I would be fine. I would guess that we find out the Queendom opponent there, but we have like three papers. I don't know where one, when title is going to be on the line. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, uh, I, I, would, I could see this be pushed off to the Bodicon. Yeah. Yeah. And if it, I have the feeling that Momokogo is challenging Max if she's coming back. Yeah. Because she's, coming back. She, she's training in the gym again, which means she's at least preparing for return. Yeah. No one knows what she has. She was never said. It was I think never said that she's injured at all. Just disappeared from cards. But considering she's she's back in the gym, I would guess she's returning soon enough. I don't think it's here, but I think she's gonna be one of the next big challengers. I would at least hope so. Yeah. She need those other cards in, in the high speed division. I could see them save that for the Budokan show. Um, maybe do some high-speed tag, uh, kind of like they did at All-Star Grand Queendom earlier this year. Yeah. We have the strong women's championship match. It will be Julia going one-on-one with Azumi. I'm very excited about this match now. I had, I had decent hopes for it because Azumi has been wrestling kind of out of her mind for the most part. Right? She had that like little injury at one point where they like took her off a show here and there, but she hasn't missed a beat. Um, I think she's doing some incredible work as of late. Um, and I think she really has, you know, got herself in a spot where she's very much fitting of this match against Julia. I think this is Julia's best opponent for the strong title yet. And I know like, you know, I know Risa Sarah was in it and stuff like that, but like, Listen, I know how those matches went. They didn't over-impress me by any stretch. I think this match has the chance to really be the one that hits for for Julia as champion and for Azumi as a challenger. I was hoping Azumi, when she won that Starlight Kid, uh, won that three-way, she was challenging Mirai. I did not get that. So uh, I hope she kills it here because um, this is her first true, true big opportunity now. And and it's the perfect spot on the card as well because Azumi's strengths on those ten to fifteen minute matches, mm-hmm. and considering it's the third to last, maybe yeah. semi main. I don't know what in the end the card plays. It's will it's be. Uh, third it's on the card. It looks like. Event. Yeah, it's definitely not main event. It's like which which is good, which is good. It's not going to go twenty minutes, which could limit Azumi. 
So mm-hmm. it's gonna be a great match. Um, they have good chemistry with Had. So yep. I think 15 minutes uh, for this could be could end up being one of Azumi's best matches. Um, so it'll be be a oh, yeah, lot you of would fun hope to see. So. I, I think it can be. I hope it is. Uh, but let's get to the World of Stardom Championship Challenge certificate match. It'll be Sue Suzuki defending her right to challenge against Hazuki. I don't think I need to pump this up any more than <laughs> I like it. It speaks for itself. You said it perfectly the other day. Like I know you know. Obviously, Peps is a huge Micah fan. Sue Suzuki's just too good to hate. She's too good to. She's just she's just too good. Plain and simple. And Hazuki, when she gets a big spot. I don't know if there's anyone that delivers on a more consistent basis. I, I still think about the match of Sayakamatani earlier this year. Hell, I think about her showing in the Mercedes Monet Azumi uh, Sakura Genesis three way match. That was fantastic. I know in the semi main event what this is most likely to be. It's going to deliver in every which way. I know who's winning. Everyone knows who's winning. It doesn't matter though. Hazuki is able to make you believe in her matches, and I think that's exactly what she's going to do here. If we walk out of this show not only saying that this is the best match of the show, but one of the best matches of Stardom's year, I wouldn't even be surprised with that. It depends how far they go with it. depends how much time they get, but I'm very excited for these two to face off once again. Yes, and it's... I, I would come to that as the main event. It's, it's going to be interesting how they all pull off the entire show. It's a weird show, for sure. Like just structurally, it's a weird show. But, uh, but with these three matches at the top three matches, it's the it's like the strongest I, they've yeah. had it so long. Uh, yeah, I get why they're not, but I would have let that main event. But I would come to yeah that in the I, main event. I thought they were gonna have it main event. They still could. Um, they on sh- they kind of should, or they should. Or I should change it with with uh, with uh, um, Azumi Judah. It's it's not about okay, you know, the match is too important to to not put in, in to put in a main event. It's just you need to fit a Mike versus promo in there, and yeah. we know they who's winning the main event at uh, like the Goddess Titan match, and it's not Mike. That's like the only reason I'd have it in the main event. Otherwise, I understand why they're having the tag titles in the main event, um, and that's because we're crowning new champions, guaranteed. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you in that you kind of want to get that Micah Suzu face off um, somewhere here. I mean, they could they they still may just force it at the end, and then like you know you know how like sometimes they'll have that, and then like Utami and Sai will be like, all right, all right, we're gonna cut our promo now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can see that happen. It, but, it, uh, it's, the, the thing is, it's Suzu. The chance that she just runs out and 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 talks into Micah's disappointed face is always there that it that could work right you know micah well i don't especially with the story they're telling but then the story is going more micah's <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think micah's gonna get pinned so it's like well she shouldn't get pinned um oh, that'll be a fun that'll be a fun conversation but yeah i think i think there's some fun there of micah and megan coming up short and susie being like you lost again what are you doing? Um, which is something that Suzu has done like so many times to poor Micah at this point. Um, which again, maybe backs up the reason why Micah should be winning at the final show of the year. But I digress. Anyway, let's talk about the main event. God's Stardom Championship match. 
crown a new champion, it will be Micah and Megan Bain, the uh, tag league winners versus Aphrodite, Utami Haishishta, and Sayakawatani. Can't wait for this match. Uh, just based off of what these teams do. Like, I know how good Micah is with Utami and Saya. It's my favorite matches. I think, like, if you if you were to ask me my favorite uh, Micah matches, a lot of the Utami and Saya matches would be in the top 10. Um, probably most of them would be. Uh, and with what we saw with Megan Bain and Utami at the Corkin, I think that's going to click really well. Uh, it's been a while since the tag titles have main evented a stardom show. It was about a year ago when Meltier defended them against the New Eras. I'm just going to say it now. This is going to be a lot better than that match. <laughs> and uh, Aphrodite's winning, as they should. Uh, yeah. The M and Micah sense for main character, and it's going to be another pay-per-view when Micah's in the focal point. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how, like like we said, it's interesting how they pull it off. Utami should pick the uh, pin Meng. Mm-hmm. Or Saya, I, I don't know. But, but Meng Either should, one should, should pin Megan. Should, should, <laughs> should, should take her second pin here. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, I would be just baffled, but at this point, nothing really, you know, baffles me anymore what they did this year. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's Aphrodite's, you know, night to get crowned again. They will be the second ever team to hold the, to hold the titles twice next to FWC, which is also something historic in some way. You know, you you could you can start an argument that the tactic would be you know useless then because they in the end they just lost the, their shot to a team that was not even in the tag league. But it's like the next few months is just trying to fix the booking mistakes made in 2023, and we're gonna mm-hmm. see it. Um, we're gonna see it here. We're gonna see it at Queenham, likely Bunker as well. And I would even say likely with other belts as well. So it's going to be a bit of chaos and a bit of weird stuff going on with, with in the next few months that leads us to a hopefully good direction. Yep. I'm I'm very excited about this match. Like I think this could be one of the best stardom tags of the year if everything goes right um, and everyone it's, clicks. It's, it needs to be. Well, that's true because it's going to be the main event. Um, it needs to be fantastic. I, I, not I would be shocked only... if it wasn't actually, just based off of. Yeah, I, I never, I never can tell how Megan clicks with her poems. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. With her. That's why. Well, yeah. After the Corrigan, it's why I'm a bit more hopeful. Um, but even so, I'm sure Megan, uh, not Megan, Micah is going to be in the match a lot more, anyways. So. Yeah, Micah against Aphrodite always. It's the best. It's the best. It's uh, perfect. Golden Generation taking over once again. Uh, but that's it here on the Five Star Joe Show. Uh, thank you, Peps, for coming on. I said we were going to do an hour. We did an hour and 45 <laughs> minutes. because I That's think talk- Micah style. That is Micah style. We talked about Micah <laughs> for a long time, but I that's what I wanted to do after that cork, and she needed that conversation like that. And I think um, hopefully a lot of people enjoyed that. Uh, but where can the people find you and so on? Yes. Uh, so my Twitter is at peps under slash wrestling. 
um, I mainly tweet, tweet about Storm, all the things. And you will find my content, of course, on the Five Star Network. I have the God, I have the Pro Gems podcast there, which is a podcast of about all of the indie promotions in Japan, um, especially Joshi, all like the Joshi promotion, smaller ones, and of course, all Japan, Glade, and all of that. And also, I write for Recipes. I am doing the uh, Joshi guide there, where I sum up what is happening in Sodom in like a written form, but like not only Sodom, but all of Joshi in a written form once a week. And also, currently, you know, do try to do more stuff, reviews, previews, results, all of that. Exciting stuff. Make sure to check out everything that Peps is doing. Uh, for me, the hell, what the hell am I doing? Uh, follow me at Scotty Wrestling on X. Still not. Still doesn't sound right. Um, what else? What else? Oh, check out my interview with uh, Walker Stewart on Fightful's YouTube channel. Walker Stewart, of course, the new uh, New Japan lead commentator for English side of things. I have some other interviews coming out, but they're not out yet, so I won't talk about them, I guess, because, <laughs> you know, fingers crossed, you always want to wait and make sure everything goes right. Uh, but yeah, that's it. I'll be back next week reviewing uh, Nagoya Big Winter 2023, uh, most likely Yuka's final match in TJPW, and anything else that may come up over the next uh, week. Hopefully we have a Dream Queendom outlook by then, but... uh who knows i guess at this point we should we should have at least the top couple matches made up um, i'm expecting we have aphrodite's challengers right after this you know we have suzu and micah set of course and hopefully the wonder belt we have something there so that's really what we're looking for but for peps i'm scott and this was the five star joe show on the fight game media network until next time See ya. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.